Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This segment is brought to you by Jigmasters. Step up your game with high-quality performance jigs, spinner baits, buzz baits, and more from Jigmasters.com. And always, when in doubt, get the jig out. Welcome to the Bass Kayak and Beers podcast on the Paddle and Fin Network. On this podcast, we'll be talking about life and kayak fishing. Every week, we'll have a special guest, whether it's a tournament angler, a content creator, or just a regular guy or girl who just loves to go kayak fishing. So grab a cold beer, sit back, and enjoy the show. Bass Kayak and Beers is sponsored in part by Douglas Rod. Go to douglasoutdoors.com to check out their full lineup and locate your nearest authorized dealer. All right, welcome to the Bass Kayak and Beer segment on the Paddle and Fin Network. Today, I finally got one of my favorite um, professional kayak anglers out there. His name is Guillermo Gonzalez. Guillermo, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty well, man. How are you? Thanks for having me. Thank you, man. It's been an adventure trying to get both of us to record. If People only knew all the stuff we've gone through to get here, but we finally here. Hopefully, we can make it to the end. I appreciate you taking the time. It's my pleasure, man. Thank you. All right. So, Guillermo, tell us a little bit about yourself for those that don't know you. Well, uh, a lot of people wonder where I'm from with the name Guillermo. Uh, I was born in, in San Juan, Puerto Rico, and uh, I grew up in Miami, Florida, and that's where I really uh, learned about fishing and just became obsessed with it. Um. And uh, from there, uh, I went to college at TCU in Fort Worth, and and it was at that point that I really started considering, uh, you know, fishing competitively. I joined the TCU bass fishing team and had a lot of fun doing those tournaments with my buddy Joseph, and uh, and that's really also where I started uh, fishing uh, kayak tournaments competitively. I fished this little trail uh, back in starting, I think, in 2013 called the NTKT that was run by a guy named uh, Robbie Milam. Yeah. And uh, it was there that I really, uh, I really became uh, kind of obsessed with doing kayak tournaments. I, I thought it was so much fun, you know? Yeah, I noticed. And uh, I noticed that you picked up that Texan accent real quick, man. You, you sound full flooded uh, Texan here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> kind of hard not to pick it up to be quite honest. <laughs> I know I moved from Puerto Rico about 10 years ago and it's slowly creeping in and hey, uh, no shame on it, man. I love Texas. Was it oh, hard yeah, for you? For sure. Was it hard for you to adapt from living in the Caribbean to living in Texas? Because it's completely different from one point to another. 
You know, uh, to be honest, uh, I don't feel like it was really all that hard um, right. because, you know, coming from, you know, a place like, uh, you know, being, of course, uh, being born in Puerto Rico and growing up in Miami, you know, there's a lot of people in Miami and Puerto Rico with very strong personalities. And, and I yeah. feel like I kind of encounter the same thing here. You know, you have strong personalities and very hospitable people. So, I mean, yeah. it really, you know, while it was definitely a different culture, I feel like it, it wasn't, the transition really wasn't all that difficult. Yeah, I think also for my generation, like I grew up in that cable TV generation where cable TV just started. And I love to watching like cowboys and Indian shows and movies. So to me, moving here was kind of like, yeah, that's all the stuff that I grew up with, you know, cowboys, Texas and all that and cattle drives and all that. So that's pretty cool, man. Texas is a great place to live. Definitely. Especially if you love bass fishing, right? No kidding. <laughs> so Guillermo... Uh, talking about your career as a professional kayak angler, now you really made a name for yourself, not just on the water, but off the water. I've talked to a lot of local anglers here and a lot of uh, anglers nationwide that compete in nationwide tours, just like yourself, like, for example, the Hobie BOS. And a lot of them have a great respect and hold you at a very high opinion. Catherine Fields, name one of them. Um, over here locally, I've fished with... Um, uh, Ross Pinkerton, and he's, I mean, he does great things about fishing with you. What do you attribute to that, having all that love and, and respect for all those people out there, and what does that mean to you? Well, I mean, it, it honestly, it means a lot to me. I I, I really love this sport, and, and I really, one of the things that I enjoy about this sport is the people, you know. Um, I started fishing in kayak tournaments to compete but and and I still fish in kayak tournaments to compete but I mean another huge part of why I fish tournaments now is is, is not just to compete but to um to get together with all these people from all over the country that you know we share this common bond for competitive bass fishing and it's it's really um it's really hard to describe you know I've fished in a lot of boat tournaments before and and it's it's the the it's a very different um, yeah it, the, the way everyone conducts themselves is is just is different and I'm not saying it's bad it's just different and uh, I'm I'm really a big fan of how it works in our kayak fishing scene you know yeah I know what you're saying I know you always kind of like tread on like what we're gonna say because we don't want to offend anybody but I understand what you're saying and. And I'll say what maybe you're not saying, but at least my feel of it, it's nothing against uh, boat fishermen and basketball fishermen. But, I mean, a lot of times in the tournament, there's uh, fishing for high stakes, and it's a lot more expensive to fish on a tournament like that than it is on a kayak um, tournament. And I think that camaraderie um, in the kayak fishing tournament tends to be a little more of getting along in – this tight group of people that really like the sport, whereas I think bass fishing tends to be a little bit more competitive because maybe because the stakes are higher, maybe the money is there in a big way, both in the investments and the winning. And, you know, when it comes to that, it, it could be get a little bit com more competitive than it does in the kayak fishing. Yeah. And, you know, to be, to be honest, I mean, 
in my from my perspective, because I mean, the stakes in kayak fishing are starting to get pretty high. Yep. But I think one of the things that makes kayak fishing special is that for whatever reason, for whatever reason, I can't explain it. This sport is blessed with some really good people. Yes. Um, yes there's a lot of people in the community that are out here to support each other, to help each other. And, uh, and, and it, like I said, it, it's, it's hard to describe. And the only way that I know how is that we're blessed with really good people all around us. And, and it's, you know, for that reason, I, I just, uh, I can't see myself ever quitting this sport, you know? No, definitely. It's, I think it's more grass rooted, the sport. And just because again, it's like you said, the stakes are not high and, and what, and other stuff. And definitely you're one of those people that are contributing to keeping that healthy environment. There's a lot of great anglers out there, Catherine Fields, Jackson, or, and I'm sure I'm leaving out a, a hundreds of them that really also keep that camaraderie and that, that healthy, you know, um, atmosphere in the kayak for me, uh, kayak fishing community going and big props to you for what you've done and the respect that you've earned off the water. Talking about on the water, I noticed that you got six on the KBN standings, which uh, to me, it's really legit standings because they're based more than anything on numbers and not a popularity contest. How do you feel with that sixth place uh, ranking that you got? Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com well, I gotta say, um, I didn't expect to get the sixth place ranking. You know, I look back on my year and, 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 and I, and I guess the reason I ended up ranking as high as I did was, you know, this, I never had, I didn't have that many great tournaments, but I didn't really have very many bad tournaments, if that yeah. makes sense. Um, I had a few tournaments where I, you know, I found myself pretty often kind of having to save my day where the day didn't start anywhere near like I planned it. And I had to kind of make a lot of adjustments and just try to figure out how to put a limit in the boat. And, and most of the time I was able to figure that out. And man, some of those times, I don't even know how I was able to figure that out, but I did. And I'm, and I'm happy for it because uh, it definitely, it paid off in the long run, you know, with the, with the higher finish and the standings. What do you attribute so far your success at the kayak fishing community? Is it simple as just time on the water and experience, or do you think there's other factors that have helped you grow as a kayak angler? Uh, well, for me, you know, back when I was in college, I made it a point to become the most versatile angler that I could. I wanted to literally learn how to do everything. And, uh, I never really, you know, I never really, I still don't know how to do everything, but I feel like I, I learned how to do everything pretty well. And as a result, you know, I, I definitely have strengths and I have weaknesses, but I feel like I can put myself in any situation and kind of put something together. Now, 
the downside to that is every time I go out and fish a tournament, I gotta have 13 rods in my boat, you know, make <laughs> sure that I got everything I need. But, um, but really, versatility is is what I have kind of what I kind of pride myself on, and that's what I try really hard uh, to be in the sport is versatile. Because I think if you're versatile and you can do a lot of things, you can come out of some bad scenarios and still end up putting five in the boat. Yeah, that is a good point. Trying not to stay one-dimensional. You know, I, I hear a lot of guys saying, well, I'm a finesse fisherman or a power fisherman, and I'm relatively new to the sport, but I don't ever want to feel like I have to choose describing myself between one and another. And I think that's very important for people that are, even if it's just recreational, you're not really competing. I think it's important to kind of branch out and learn different techniques and be comfortable at at least different scenarios out there, whether it's summer, winter, whether it's high pressure, whether it's clear water or muddy water, you want to feel comfortable fishing in every environment. I think that's the key, again, personally, to enjoy it and also competitively. Yeah, what I agree. You, what do you feel has been like your signature win? Like I, you mentioned last year, you didn't have this um, great results, but you didn't have this bad results. What to you has been throughout your career your biggest win? Man, that's that's a really great question, um, and it, it it it's it's really it's a hard thing to answer for me, but because there's been so you know there's been so many that have meant so much to me, and I know, um, but I think if I had to pick one, it was. Uh, when I won the, the Cats Angler of the Year Championship. Um, that was, you know, the Cats Trail is insanely competitive. You know, you're getting back, and back in that year, we were getting, you know, the attendance was anywhere between 130 and 170 people per tournament. And, uh, and the year before, I had uh, finished second place by, by just... I don't remember how much it was exactly, but it was, if I remember correctly, it was like two or three points to Greg Blanchard. And uh, I really wanted to win it the next year. And I worked hard and I got it done. And that meant a lot to me. That's awesome. Do you feel like there's a, a signature win for you out there that you want to accomplish? Like maybe like uh, the Hobie, uh, whether it's Hobie BOS or any big name tournament in like the, what we call like what we call the big three, you know, KBF, uh, Bassmaster now, Bass Nation, and now uh, and Hobie. Any tournament out there that you have circled on your calendar that you wanted to be like for this year, like your signature win? Well, I mean, that's a pretty that one's pretty easy to answer. I mean, that the 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 signature win that I think everybody's after, you know, that is competitive in this game is is to win the Hobie BOS Tournament of Champions. Um, yeah. You know, the there's no doubt that qu even qualifying for that tournament is, is no walk in the park, just getting there. Yeah. And then once you're there, having the opportunity to win that tournament would be huge. And uh, I hope someday I get that opportunity. Um, I, I uh, you know, I, I haven't quite had that luck yet, but, you know, I'm going to keep working hard and I'm looking forward to continuing to fish the Hobie BOS trail and I think I can get it done one of these days.
Yeah, definitely, man. You you're you're up there with some of the best. So it wouldn't surprise anybody. Wouldn't shock anybody for you to win something like the TOC. Now, you also, if I'm not mistaken, you also are taking part in the Bassmaster Classic as far as the kayak series goes this year, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I'm looking forward to it I, on Lake Louisville now in June. <laughs> in June, yeah. Let me let me put you on the spot a little bit. I know a lot have been said about Lake Louisville, and you and I are both from Fort Worth, and you know we all have our opinion on what the lake is and what it's not. How do you feel about the the Bass that particular? Just because it's the kind of the signature Bassmaster Classic, being at that lake, are you okay with it? Are you happy with it, or are you disappointed with it? You know, I. I think it's I think it's gonna work out just fine. Um, lake Louisville is I think it's a good lake. I was pretty excited to, when they first announced that it was gonna be on Lake Louisville in March. So I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked about it now. There's make no mistake, June is gonna be a more difficult time of the year yeah. to fish Lake Louisville. Um, there's going to be a lot of, uh, recreational traffic yep. and we're definitely going to have to take safety precautions to make sure that safe on the water. But, um, from my perspective, you know, everybody that is going to make that classic tournament has experience on the water and knows how to conduct themselves in a safe manner. And, uh, I think we're going to have a good safe tournament and, uh, and, you know, Lake Louisville has a lot of really big fish, and real big ones get caught. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Lake Louisville is an interesting lake. Uh, it's a big lake. I I think logistically it's going to work great. Uh, looking at it from the standpoint of Steve Owens as director, Lake Louisville makes sense, you know. It is also, like you said, a city lake, so it's going to be full with a lot of skiers and jet skis and all that. So, yeah, definitely safety is going to play a big part or big role in how you fish, you know, where you target and, you know, being taking the extra measures, whereas a lake like Lake Ray Roberts, um, which is where the bass board um, tournament, I think, is going to take place. That's more of a a country lake where there's not really a lot of joy riders. It's more like either bass board or kayak anglers fishing on that one. Yeah, it's, there's no doubt Lake Louisville is going to be a little bit of a wave pool, but you know everybody that's in this tournament has fished in that scenario before. And, uh, you know, you make the best of it and it's going to be fine. I think, like I said, I think some really big fish are going to get caught and, uh, you know, and, and, and the best man's going to win. It's going to be a tough tournament, it's gonna be grind, but, uh, grinders are exciting. So I'm excited. Yeah. Definitely. Other than the TLC, if you qualify this year, and we're sure you're pretty sure you're going to qualify and the, um, and you already qualified for the Bassmaster Classic. What other tournaments have you have circled on your calendar that you feel like you you can either take the win or you really want to pick up a win there? Well, uh, I know that KBF is doing a trail event on the Trinity River. Yep. So that's pretty exciting because that's in the backyard. I mean, when I was in college, <laughs> I used to go and fish the Trinity just, you know, just after class or before class and and to, to get the opportunity to fish a national kayak tournament on the Trinity River, I think it's pretty, pretty dang cool. But another thing that I'm excited about is we have a new Texas trail this year called the TKC. And uh, it yep. looks like it's going to be kind of like a, a little bit of a higher stakes, 
uh, Texas wide state trail and the lakes that they chose are, Very I good. mean, are incredible. And some of these lakes are lakes we've never been to that are amazing lakes. And uh, so I have a few of those on my calendar specifically. Uh, there's one on uh, Lake Amistad yep. and there's one on, uh, on Hubbard Creek that I'm hoping to make. Yeah, I saw this. I've been looking at that schedule, and, it's, and I, I like it because it's everywhere. You know, it's not just North Texas or East Texas or West Texas. It's pretty much everywhere, all the way from Amistad to, I mean, like you said, Hubbard. We got um, Fayetteville. We got a bunch of lakes that are really interesting because it's not the typical lakes that you see at the local trails around here. And the fact that it just covers Texas from one side to another I think it's pretty awesome. I'm excited about that. Don't know how much of those I can take part of, but it's definitely an exciting tournament that's coming up this year here in Texas. Yeah, I'm stoked for that. So uh, I don't know what the first one I'm going to make is, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I know the guys that are running it and the guys that are setting it up, and they're all guys that have participated in every kayak fishing trail imaginable in Texas. So they know kayak fishing, they know kayak tournaments, and you put all those great minds together and they're going to put on a good tournament. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm looking forward to that one. Now, speaking uh, about other things other than kayak fishing, I know you are like an avid outdoorsman. You'd love to do a bunch of other stuff other than kayak fishing. I know you got uh, tour guides or you host tour for fishing. You got uh, red fishing up in Louisiana, Mississippi. You got fly fishing tour guides you got a whole bunch of things you got going for yourself tell me a little bit about the uh, guided trails that you are running this year and how can people know get more information on it and sign up for them yeah so uh, i do i i host trips with a company called backwoods adventures and every year i i, I host several other trips uh, and the my calendar with them is not out yet but their calendar um, and you can expect that this year I will probably be hosting a trip to the Devil's River. Um, I will probably be hosting a trip to the Chandelier Islands. And I will possibly be hosting a second trip to Louisiana to Cocodree for Bull Reds, as well as a trip to Alaska. Nice. So, Fly fishing? Yeah. So uh, the, while my calendar is not officially out on which trips I'm going to be hosting, um, all those trips are going to be on the calendar. And as soon as I find out what trips I'm going to be hosting, I'll be sure to uh, to post it up on my Facebook and Instagram page. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. 
Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Yeah, let us know. Share the link so we can spread the word. I know you, you host, you've you host, you hosted last year of quite a few of them, and I've heard great reviews about it. I'm planning to attend some of them. I was on my calendar. I'm waiting for, for you, you know, when your schedule comes out. But Chandeliers Island is one of them. Me and my brother-in-law want to do, and Devil's River is another one that I'm really interested on. Where can people right now find more information about those uh, guided tours that are available? Uh, I believe it's backwoods.com slash backwoods adventures. Or if you just go to backwoods.com, there will be a backwoods adventures tab on the homepage. And that has information on all the trips that we run. Awesome. Now, for those that want to join those trolls, I know it's primarily fly fishing, but do you have to be a fly fisherman to, to be on those trails? Or can you take any other equipment other than fly fishing? No, you can you can take other equipment for sure, especially uh, the chandelier trip uh, is actually most of the people that go on that trip are actually not fly fishermen. Um, I always like to take fly rods because I really enjoy to fly fish. But uh, a lot of the people that go on that trip are not fly fishermen. And then beyond that, also hosts uh, hiking and backpacking trips uh, all over all over the country and even outside of the country. Yeah, and one of the things that I like about the Backwoods is their prices, mm-hmm. and I'm not promoting them because I don't work for Backwoods, you do, but so I'm saying it from my perspective. Mm-hmm. I think the prices, especially on the Chandelier Islands, I was talking over with my brother-in-law who wants to go, and we thought the prices are amazing. I mean, we are also, I wasn't sure because I've never done one of those, but I was talking to one of our new hosts on the Paddle and Finn that does also fly fishing guided tours and i was comparing the prices with him he says no man those prices are legit i mean great bargains for it the chandelier island i thought it was a great price and the devil's river and all of them i think they're very affordable especially what you're getting out of it you know the meals and accommodations on the ones that are multiple days i think it's prices more than fair no absolutely and i'm looking forward to uh I hope that you get to come along on one of these trips and uh, definitely stay definitely. in touch with me and uh, we'll try to get it set up. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I know you, you're waiters right now and you were doing some duck hunting. How's it been duck hunting going on this season? Man, it, it's it been a little bit of a tough season. I'm not going to lie. Uh, there's a lot of people out there hunting and we haven't had a whole lot of very cold weather or a whole lot of weather really in general to shuffle the deck and move the birds around. So the, a lot of the birds that we're hunting are the same birds that were here a month ago. And so as a result, they're getting really, really bright and really yeah. smart and, and, and a little bit hard to kill. But nonetheless, uh, you know, I've, I've enjoyed this season. And, uh, and you know, it's we got only two weeks left now, and I'm getting ready, and I'm, I'm ready to get to fishing again. Nice, man. That is exciting. I love the fact that you do so much for the kayak fishing community and also the hunting community. I recently, one of your posts, um, and I shared it with a couple of people because I thought it was important, the way you talked about how to help out new hunters out there. You know, there's a tendency to say, you know, what is this guy doing? You know, this is 
this doesn't work that way. And we can, you know, tensions can be get high when you're out there either hunting or fishing. But you stressed a lot about, you know, reaching out and helping other people learn when you see a new hunter or a new fishing, you know, kind of like break the unwritten rules, you know, go out there and talk to them and kind of help them educate in the right way. And that speaks a lot about your personality and the way that it, you know, it affects the community, both in the hunting and the fishing community. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the truth of the matter is uh, there's a lot of people, you know, you know, because of the result of COVID and everything that are, are wanting to get outside. And that's yeah. a good thing. We want people outside. We want people hunting. We want people fishing. There's plenty of birds for everybody. But because there's a lot of new people out there, there's also a lot of people that are a little bit more uneducated and, and don't yeah. don't really know any better. And it's it's important, you know, if, if you see something going on that, that, you know, shouldn't be going on, it's important to talk to people and have difficult conversations every now and then. And, you know, what I've found a lot of times when it, with new hunters, they're, they're very happy to listen to you. Um, I'm not saying that's always the case, but yeah. most of the time they're happy to you and they're happy to take your advice and uh, and it's I mean I know in in the few altercations that I've had in the past couple of years I, I say altercation that's probably not the right word but okay. in the last few encounters that I've had with new hunters that I've actually had the opportunity to talk to it's all gone well and it's all been very respectful that's good man that's good and again we love what you're doing out there, not just on the water, but off the water. You know, like I said, you're helping the the community grow in a friendly and the camaraderie gets better when it's surrounded like people like yourself and other great anglers out there that really appreciate, you know, the community and show respect for it. And it helps it grow. Once the community starts growing if, if you're there for the competitive side of it, the community grows, you know, then the paychecks grow, uh, the fans grow, the sponsors grow. And that's a good thing, you know. And even if you're not doing it for the competitive, just having people out there join the community, whether it's hunting or fishing, but, you know, find it that it's a could be and it should be a friendly environment. It helps you enjoy the day, whether you're doing competitively or you're doing it as a leisure. So Guillermo, thank you so much for joining us. I know it, you're out there. You just got out of uh, uh, duck hunting or at least doing some scouting for duck hunting. You're still on your way. You're sitting on your car. You're hungry. You're tired. So I really appreciate the time that you took to join the podcast. It's been an honor to have you here, man. We wish you the best for this season and beyond. We're looking forward to what you're going to do on the water. You know, we're going to, I'm personally going to be rooting for you on the TLC representing Fort Worth and also uh, the Bassmaster Classic that's going to be here in our hometown of Fort Worth. So thank you again for joining us. Before I let you go, I want to give you a few minutes for you to thank any of your sponsors, family members, friends that have helped you and shaped you throughout your hunting and fishing career. Oh wow, yeah, that's that's a lot of people to thank. Really, I'm so <laughs> blessed, and I'm and I'm surrounded by so many wonderful people in this sport, and people that have you know given me a chance, you know, and you know, I really want to take the time. Of course, I want to thank my family. Um, my family's always been so supportive, and you know, I think for a little while they thought I was kind of crazy when 
when I decided that I really wanted to competitively kayak fish. But I think, you know, over the years, they've, they've seen how much I love it and how much success I've had. And, and they've really gained a respect for the sport. And, you know, I am looking forward to really seeing the sport continue to grow as more and more people uh, gain a respect for the sport. But of course, I also have to thank, you know, I have some really good sponsors, you know, back in the day when I was a nobody, and nobody knew who I was, you know, uh, Megan and Thomas from, uh, from Diablo Paddle Sports decided to give me a chance. And I was so thankful for that. And, uh, and I've been fishing out of their boat ever since, and I've really enjoyed it. And, uh, so I specifically would really like to thank them. And of course, people like, uh, Excite Baits, St. Croix Rods, um, Sea Deck, Marine Non-Skid, um, Gerber Tools, uh, and Backwoods, of course. Backwoods and Backwoods Adventure. They, they're extremely helpful, and I would encourage everybody to come check out our shop when they're here for the Classic in Fort Worth. We've got a lot yep. of cool stuff that applies to kayak fishing and just fishing in general. And uh, so I would encourage everyone to go check them out, and who knows, I might even be over there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I've when I've gone to back, I've actually seen you there, and and the place is really friendly. The people are really nice and very informative. Not just you, but every people that I've uh, uh, talked to over there in Backwoods have been super nice and super friendly. It's it's a great company for sure. Reflects on their employees and how they treat their customers. For sure, my friend. And also, Backwood has. A, like a little kayak rental up in the Trinity River, right? That belongs to Backwoods as well. Yep, that is that is Backwoods. That's Backwoods Paddle Sports, and it's that that's getting more and more popular every year. And if, yeah. and if you and you know what's cool, if you want to fish the Trinity and you don't have a kayak, you can and you want to try kayak fishing, you can go and rent a kayak for a little bit and go catch a few yep. fish. The concession is in one of the best areas in the Trinity River to fish. So I mean, you're already right there in a good spot. Yeah, it's a nice spot and a nice place. And again, real friendly people out there. I think they have the, is it the PA-14 or the PA-12 they have for rent? Uh, I, I know they had one at least. I don't know if they still yeah. do, but I know they did for a while. Yeah, I think I remember when I went over there, they had the PA. And I was like, man, that's a good kayak to rent for, to fish for a couple of hours. So, Guillermo, thanks again, man. I really appreciate it. Have a safe drive home, man. And like I said, we'll be rooting for you and watching what you do this year. Thank you so much, Armando. I hope we can do this again sometime. Definitely, man. Hope we get you on the podcast when you win the TOC or or the Bassmaster Classics for sure. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Thank you again. No problem. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com.